Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 1.04% APR for 36 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. How are you? Oh, hey, Keith. I'm doing great. Uh, feeling the Grammy season? Oh, Keeping up? It's, it's coming close. I know it's, it's not like until 2020, but yeah, that's true. And I love pumpkin spice season. Why isn't there like a best Halloween recording category? <laughs> They they don't have a because Christmas. Monster Mash would win every year. There is no Christmas category. <laughs> Actually, that would be a little bit more competitive. Yeah, we can talk more about that in a second. Because, <laughs> as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we're focusing on the likely contenders for Record of the Year at the upcoming Grammy Awards. Who's a lock for a nod? Who's just a maybe? And who will get one of those, hey, where'd they come from nominations? Those are the best. (laughs) We'll see. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. And there's some new ones to explore there, so the, check it out. Yeah, we, the, we, we got some new ones. We have a, some new family members. New family. Welcome, <laughs> to, the, welcome to the pod. <laughs> okay, so let's talk Grammys. Yeah, you know, the 2020 Grammy Awards might seem like a ways away, but the nominations will be announced on November 20th. Which is just around the corner. Indeed. It, uh, it sadly of. is. Yeah. Things move lightning speed. Um, And the eligibility period for the upcoming awards ran from October 1st, 2018 through August 31st, 2019. So we're already wrapped up on the... I said 2018. 2019. So we're already wrapped up in the eligibility period so we can really talk, you know... Yeah, like in an educated way about uh, what what's going to win. If you think that if you think that we're educated, ah, yes. <laughs> um, and if you tuned in a couple weeks ago, um, or if you haven't, you can still tune in because these shows don't ever die and go anywhere. True. Um, we did a podcast focused on the possible best new artist contenders, uh, including Billie Eilish and Lizzo. 
Um, so on this show, we're focusing on one of the other big four categories because the big four categories are album of the year, song of the year, best new artist, and the category we're focusing on in this show, record of the year. Now, the award category record of the year recognizes the artist, producer, and engineer involved with crafting a specific recording of a song. Uh, the record of the year category does not recognize the writer of the song. Uh, that is for the song of the year category. Got I it? remember it by thinking song of the year, song writing, mm-hmm. record of the year, recording of the year. Some people might think, well, isn't record of the year like an album? Don't you mean like my record? I was definitely guilty of that. Like before I started working in this industry, I was like album and record of the year. How can they have both of those? Oh my God. How can Adele win all those categories? <laughs> but anyway, no, so possible. let's take a look at those likely contenders for record of the year this year. And full disclosure, we have consulted our awards editor, Paul Gray who has many stories up on billboard.com about this topic for some guidance and then otherwise it's kind of like just our feelings and so you know we're not voters take this with a grain of salt we're just people who like music just like you yeah um all right so let's focus on the titles that katie and i think and paul and paul (laughs) sometimes I mean, but we do differ. So if, yes, if this you're, is true. This is mostly you, Kate and Katie. If you're keeping track and you're comparing us to Paul, there may be some differences. <laughs> um, so here's we're going to start with what we feel like are shoe-ins. Yes. So I'll start with Billie Eilish's Bad Guy. Um, and also, let's play a little bit of Bad Guy right now so you can hear it. So you're a tough guy, like you really rough guy. Just can't get enough guy. Okay, now you've heard Bad Guy, if you hadn't already heard the song already sometime <laughs> this year. You hadn't heard this number one hit single. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was number one hit on the Hot 100. It's it's her big pop breakthrough moment. Yeah. Um, you you kind of feel like she's a lock for Best New Artist, maybe even for Album. So with this, it just seems like, duh. Of course duh. not. Duh. <laughs> Did you duh. not even mean to do that? <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. And also, I think if it's a... If this category is recognizing, you know, sort of the artistry and the production and the engineering and the sort of the crafting of it, you feel like it's a cool sounding sounding song. song. Mm -hmm. So even if you think like the lyrics are kind of like, or if you if you don't if you don't want to reward it in song of the year for like the songwriting of it. Although mm, I kind of think it should maybe get that too. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm not making that's another episode. Um, I feel like it's kind of like a no brainer. Yeah. One hundred percent. Considering the specificity around the category i totally agree i think this song is very cool i think billy has an opportunity to get nominations in all four of the big four categories mm. she's she's this year's christopher cross <laughs> that's what i'm sure does she even recognize that reference no no i don't i don't think even her parents probably yeah. recognize the reference oh uh. But uh, let's move on to our next um, artist, we'll say, because we're kind of up in the air about what the song could be that that gets nominated. But we feel like Ariana Grande should get rewarded for this, you know, thank you next album cycle. Especially because she got shafted last year in Record of the Year. Yes, she did get the pop album of the year last year. But yes, she should have gotten a little more love in the the big four. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking that the two most likely options for Record of the Year would be Seven Rings. Or Thank You Next, because they are both number ones on the Hot 100. Let's take a listen to Thank You Next. Okay, so this is my pick. I'll let Keith talk to see if he disagrees with me, but I think this 
was this really weird lightning in a bottle song. Um, and I know that the lyrics don't matter, but like it was, it was such a moment where she just kind of encapsulated everything that had been going on in her life at this cute, fun pop package. You know what I mean? Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. Yeah. And, um, it was also so crazy how she like pivoted from sweetener. I mean, she'd put out an album in August and then she all of a sudden has this brand new song, like from a completely different future album. Mm-hmm. And it was a great, catchy song. And it became a meme. Like, it just became, yes. like, it became, like, Instantly. like, thank you, next. And, yeah. like, while obviously that phrase is, like, a phrase that's familiar, it became, like, a pop culture moment. Yes. I think more than Seven Rings did, even though Seven Rings obviously was another pop culture moment. I think I agree with you. Oh, hey, okay. Yeah. And Seven Rings is super fun, but it's, I feel like, I I prefer Thank You, Next. I think it's a, it's a better recording. That are recording. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to choose my words because obviously, like, we're not talking about lyrics here. Um, okay, so next we've got uh, a, another number one hit on the Hot 100. We, there, you, you sort of see a through line here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, Jonas Brothers with Sucker, and here's a little taste of Sucker. I'm a sucker for you. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, a little lick of the sucker. A little lick of sucker. <laughs> um, what's in this? What's in the middle? Um, so the Jonas Brothers have never been nominated for Record of the Year, but they have been nominated for Best New Artist. In right. The past. Um, but this was such a huge comeback for them. It was their first number one. It debuted at number one on the Hot 100, and also it's just like a great recording. It's a great catchy song. Yeah. It's contemporary, and it's it was a huge hit. And I mean, it wasn't like oh. It's a hit, but it's like, oh, no one really likes it. No, it's actually a widely yeah. popular song that people, that critics liked as well. I was going to say, I feel like interest in the Jonas Brothers reunion alone could not have driven this to number one. No. It was number one because it got played instantly on radio because it is a fun, catchy song. Well-crafted track. 100%. Um, Ryan Tedder yeah. co-write on this? I, maybe. <laughs> say I say like with a question mark. Like, hey, did, Keith, did I've Ryan... got a computer in my pocket. Let's um, double check. <laughs> and and you, you feel like it's just it's it is if if it if it, if at any time you were going to recognize um, the Joe Bros, I think this would be a great time to do it. And I think this is this would be the category to do it. I agree. Although I really like their um, their reunion album, Happiness Begins, right? Yeah. And so a pop album could be a possibility Yeah, you for feel like too. pop album is kind of like probably a lock. I don't know about album of the year, but that's a totally other show. Ryan Tedder did co-write this along with all three Jonases, Frank Dukes, and Louis Bell. Well, We've Ryan, heard all those names before. Yeah, Ryan Tedder is a, you know, not exactly uh, unknown to the Recording Academy. Yeah. So you kind of feel like it has a great pedigree. Okay, why don't we talk about another number one hit on the Hot 100? This one is Lizzo's Truth Hurts. Let's take a listen. All right, so this is, you know, we talked a lot about Lizzo on the Best New Artist episode, if she can get a nomination, because obviously the song, you know, is not as new as it seems. Because <laughs> it was actually released in, I believe, 2017? 2009. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was released when I graduated high school. Right. <laughs> um, but seriously, uh, Paul actually has confirmed that this is in contention right. for the record and song of the year categories. It's eligible. Yeah. So um, this seems really, really likely. Right. Um, Lizzo, I feel like, is going to be 
embraced by the Grammys this year. Mm -hmm. She's such a fun, like, vibrant artist that I think they will want on their stage. Yeah. No, she's, she's, she is kind of the, the perfect, the perfect Grammy bait package, which sounds really craven or whatever the word is, you know, but I'm like, you have to think of these things in that way for kind of like doing like the awards analyst kind of vibe. It's like she, she is an unconventional pop star with a message who is a woman and she's a woman of color and she's a woman of a size and, you know, and she, all these things that she embraces and is being embraced for. And it's just like, just like a once in a like a once in a decade kind of artist. Yeah, I don't think it's craven to say anything about being Grammy bait because I think being Grammy bait means that you're like really unique, really and unique different, and but also lightning in a bottle. Like because people have like are you know you've already had that commercial success too, yeah. which that's it's, here. When, and when you look in the in the past, and I want to frame it in the right way, it's like you know Adele and Lauren Hill and and you know people like that where you're just Nora like Jones. Nora Jones just thinking of all the people holding on to <laughs> you know 10 Grammys or like, whatever like it's just it's just like you couldn't have like the 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 timing of all this could not have been better where right. truth hurts is peaking right as they're doing the nominations yep, yep. yeah anyway uh, next up how about one of two songs <laughs> or more by post malone uh, maybe Sunflower with Sway Lee, or maybe Circles. Uh, here's a little bit of Sunflower with Sway Lee. Then you're left in the dust, unless I stuck by you. Okay, so this is kind of like the Ariana Grande situation. You feel like Posty's going to get a nomination for Record of the Year, but he's had so many hits this year. Yeah. It's like, okay, which do you pick from? Do you pick the really old track, Sunflower, which is eligible, but is like a year old almost? Do you pick Circles? Do you pick one of his other, I think, one or two hits earlier this wow. year? Wow, right? I'm like, I think you, I feel like Sunflower should be the one in here just because it's the one that I feel like transitioned him from an artist that just like maybe quote unquote young people knew about mm-hmm. to a song that like, oh my gosh, he like really widened his demographic to maybe older people that maybe were kind of like hesitant about him. I think Circles takes that even farther to ne- too. Yeah. It's like the next part of that evolution. Then um, either one. But I think we both agree that it's too new. Because, mm. yes, it's a top 10 hit on the Hot 100. won't be too new come January it's, when the it show won't, airs. It won't. Right now, it literally... <laughs> It'll be on another album by it, then. We looked it up. It was released on August 30th, which is one day before the eligibility period ended. So when it comes to record of the year, historically, that's been something that has already had its big hit cycle, you right. know? So, it truly was the record of the year for that exactly. year. Exactly. So this one might be the record of the next few months. We like it remains to be seen. Maybe maybe they won't even submit circles. Oh, that's a possibility. You like I mean that's the whole thing. You have to submit it mm-hmm. for consideration. So maybe they're just like, no, we have too much stuff. Circles is so good though. I just wanted to get that out there. Like that is such a good song. Liam Payne did a cover of it yesterday in one of those sure. like oh, was it things. wasn't BBC, was it? I'm going to mess it he up now. He did a cover of it Anyway, somewhere. he did anyway. a cover of it, and it just made you realize what a pop song it is, because mm. you have a boy band member singing it all of a sudden, and it's like, you know, not the posty package. It's like this, you know, clean-shaven dude. Actually, I think he's got a beard right now. Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> um, maybe Post- I digress. Can Post Malone get two nominations in the Record of the Year category? I don't think so. I think I mean, it'll be Sunflower. could you? I think it'll be Sunflower. You never oh, know. Oh, technically, sure. Technically, sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, 
So okay. the next one we've decided we we feel pretty confident about this one. Yeah. Uh, Louis Capaldi's "Someone You Loved." Let's take a listen. And then you pull the rug. I was getting cut. It used to be, and so you loved. All right, so. This is like just now having its moment here in the U.S. Much, it's been yeah. a massive hit in the U.K. for yeah, a while now. Months ago. But um, it's, yeah, it's like creeping by the top ten right now. It is, uh, I just, Pink tweeted about it <laughs> this Well, there you go. About her daughter Maybe, loving it. Hopefully and she's a Grammy voter. <laughs> it's, it te- it's teaching her daughter about Pink harmonies. Yeah, right. Anyway, it, Lewis feels like the kind of um, artist in the vein of like an Ed Sheeran who has gotten a lot of love over the years. Right. The song is sentimental without being cloying. Mm-hmm. Um, the first video that came out knocks you over. Um, the now, one with Peter... Peter Capaldi. Yeah, yeah, Doctor um, Who. Yeah, a uh, distant relation. A, a relation of Lewis Capaldi That's in so some funny. capacity, I think. I thought to myself, how did this new artist get Doctor Who in this video? And then mm. I realized the name connection. There's a name connection. Um, and, and you just feel like it's that, it's that singer-songwriter slot um, where, you know, he just has this great personality and it just fits the bill. And you know he's also just not a one-trick pony because his yeah. album was warmly embraced as well. Yes, and he's Scottish. Um, okay, um, moving on to a song that maybe you've heard of. <laughs> uh, it is Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, Old Town Road. And here's a moment if you haven't heard it yet. Ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Okay, so... I mean, uh, if you listen to the Best New Artist uh, episode we did a few weeks ago, we both felt that Lil Nas X has a chance for being nominated for Best New Artist, but feels like the more probable block is for Record of the Year because it's hard not to acknowledge a record-breaking number one hit that spent 19 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. and they There's did th- a reason that it was there for so long, and yeah. a lot of it has to do with just the sheer catchiness of this song. If if anything, it is going to be the one song that like every single human being will know that is watching the Grammy Awards yes. next year. Yes, yes. Period. Um, and we've had a recent history of other record-breaking or near-record-breaking songs being nominated for... Um, record of the year, you know, Despacito from Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. That was number one for a billion weeks. Um, so this would not be out of the realm of possibility. Though Paul pointed out in his Counter reporting. Counter argument. Paul pointed out in his reporting that um, the Macarena also had one of those record-breaking lengthy stays at number one. Obviously not anywhere near uh, Lil Nas X's 19 weeks, but the Macarena was ignored by the Grammys. So there's yeah. a chance it's like, and he literally said, Paul literally said in his writing, is it going to be looked at like, you know, a culture shifting song like Despacito or like a fluky gimmicky song mm. like the Macarena? Like those are kind of the, the either or. So we'll kind of have to wait till November to find that out. We shall see. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to move on to things that we think are possibilities and maybe we'll breeze through these a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, so our first possibility, Taylor Swift. You need to calm down. Here's a moment with the calmness. Okay, so this track is one of a couple different songs that are possible contenders for Taylor this year. You had Me, you have, uh, gosh, Lover, um, any number of songs, but we don't know which one she's actually putting up for consideration. Right. But this, both Katie and I feel like if you're going to pick any of the songs, this seems like 
the one to do because it's a cool production, cool message, which I know is a, a songwriting element, but still you kind of, people are thinking it's of that. It's the whole package. It's the, the whole the package of it. Yeah. And I feel like this one's had a little bit more legs than me did. Yes, I totally agree. I mean, me has actually been sort of roundly dismissed by a lot of people. <laughs> And like no joke. So I think you need to calm down is it makes the most sense. Right. Now we'll talk about song of the year another time, but I have a different idea for that. So wait for our episode on song of the year. Okay. Uh, next up we have Khalid's talk. Let's uh, take a listen to that. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? talk about- All right. This is a, a huge hit for Khalid. It was a number one on our pop songs chart. Number three on the hot 100. Super fun, and the best part about it, in my mind, is the production, the the kind of, this like... This was the Disclosure Yeah, the Discl- Disclosure produced it, and so it's got these kind of fuzzy, distorted, like, swampy <laughs> noises underneath sure. it. And uh, if you're talking about full package, full recording, this is just a very cool-sounding song. And, uh, you know, the Grammys like, like Khalid. I think he was nominated, what, five or six times his first year? He was our out. guest on our special. Yeah, wasn't it like five nominations, I think, yeah, I in think his so. very first year yeah. being nominated? Yeah. So um, clearly a Recording Academy favorite. Okay, next up, uh, I think it's going to be one of these two things Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello for Senorita, or Sean Mendez solo for If I Can't Have You. And here's a sample of Senorita. Yeah. I love it when you call me okay so i feel like i feel like sean has a good shot here he didn't get nominated in record of the year last year for in my blood but he was nominated for song of the year correct so i feel like the the recording academy sees him as a true talent and his consistency could pay off here Mm -hmm. senorita is the much bigger hit Mm -hmm. um and it's already been number one on the Hot 100. But If I Can't Have You is not exactly like a flop. It hit number two on the Hot 100 and yeah. is doing well in terms of airplay. I love both songs, by the way. I like If I Can't Have You more than Much Senorita. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not a voter, so what the hell does it matter? <laughs> but I feel like, you know, if the Recording Academy is making that decision and they're like, ooh, do we get Sean and Camila together? I think they're going to air towards Senorita. Okay, so next we have sort of the weird kind of like, we, we didn't know what to do with these, so we put them in three separate kind of weird yeah. subcategories. First one... We feel like there could be a Latin song that gets in here, uh, kind of following in the in the, the footsteps of Despacito. So we think maybe... And I like it. Oh, true. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So perhaps Bad Bunny featuring Drake with Mia, or Daddy Yankee and Katy Perry featuring Snow with Concalma. I mean, they could also just do Daddy Yankee featuring Snow. The Katy Perry version is a remix. True, true. They could, yeah, they could pick one of the two. Yeah. So I, we feel like we're, we're not going to play you a snippet of it. I, you know Sorry, what Sorry, guys. Um... <laughs> I think one of these has a shot. Yeah. I'm going to go with perhaps the Bad Bunny featuring Drake. Yeah, I think I'm leaning toward that as well, though both are great songs. Hmm. So uh, on to the country slot. Um, lots of options. Uh, our guesses, uh, and a guess shared by uh, Paul Grine, is Dan and Shay's Speechless right. as a possibility. He also um, had Maren Morris's Girl Yes, as a he did. And one that I added in because the Recording Academy likes him and it's a great song is Luke Combs' Beer Never Broke My Heart. Right. It's very country. The title alone, very country. Yeah. It's such a good song, and uh, that would be my pick to to break through the country slot. Then we have a sort of the random track slot <laughs> where, you know, the Grammy could the Grammys could nominate something here that the Recording Academy loves, but just maybe wasn't necessarily an obvious hit. Think Brandy Carlisle's The Joke from last year, which I don't even think charted on the Hot 100. Um, 
Katie, a song that you really like is something that would fit into this category. Yeah, um, Her, who was nominated for Best New Artist last year, and I think she ended up winning Best R&B Album. She was nominated for Album of the Year. Yeah, she definitely won an R&B category. Yeah, I think it was Album because she came back to the press room and was like, this wasn't even an album. Because it was like a collection, a collection of like of three EPs. Yeah. Anyway, the song Hard Place has been a bit of a breakout for her post those Grammys. Um, I think that would be a really smart choice. And, you know, heck, uh, something that, you know, was a hit but doesn't fall into any of these categories. What about Baby Shark? Okay. No. Okay, okay Keith. Pink Fong is not getting nominated. Although... Children's recording? There, is there... There's a children's album. Is there Chil- a children's song? No. Just, I don't think just so. Just children's album. And I think yeah. that album... Yeah, no. no. Yeah, you never know. Stranger Sorry, things guys. have happened. All right, so we'll... <laughs> I don't fa- get to interview Shark, Baby Shark backstage. <laughs> Maybe Left Shark will show yeah, up. Yeah, oh, God. Okay, so we'll find out if we did well with our predictions on November 20th with the uh, 2020... 2020... Grammy Award nominations will be announced. That sentence didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> think you got the gist, though. Just November 20th. Um, who do you think will get a nomination? Heck, tweet us. Tell us what yeah, you think. Yeah, let us know. And now, it's time for the Chart Stat of the Week. This week in 1988, Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry. Be Happy. Hit number one on the Hot 100, topping the list dated September 24th. 1988, and spending two weeks atop the list. It was the first and only Hot 100 hit for McFerrin, who would later win Record of the Year for the song. Wow. Yep. He also won Song of the Year for the track and Best Pop Vocal Performance, Male. The track found huge popularity thanks to its use in the Tom Cruise film Cocktail, but obviously... Just the song title itself and how it became a catchphrase. It was like a a meme before memes were (laughs) memes. That helped its popularity as well. Um, Fun fact, as Fred Bronson writes in his Billboard book of number one hits, Don't Worry was the first a cappella song to hit number one. So there you have it. This week in 1988, a future record of the year winner topped the Hot 100 as Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy hit number one. So don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Okay, we've reached the end of our big shoe. Any parting words? Man, I don't know. What's your the Grammys feel close and far away all at the same time. What's your favorite record of the year winner? Oh my god, yeah, I, I know. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You, what's yours? <laughs> Baby Shark. I mean, we could go out on last year's record of the year winner. This is America by Childish Gambino. See you guys next time. Bye. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.